I'm Stephen Downey and you are very welcome to episode 34 of the Mindful Living Guide. This week uh, we're joined by Donna Bacon of Sensitively Strong. Uh, absolutely beautiful soul and I just love this conversation. We touch on many different topics. Uh, of course we talk about highly sensitive people, we talk about embracing our differences and our superpower. Uh, we also talk about working with our nervous system and how stress can affect it as well as the effects that search for perfectionism can have on our day we also touch on how nature can help us and uh, it's a lovely episode so i really hope you enjoy it and uh, thanks as always for supporting the show and uh, all i can say is sit back and enjoy this week's episode of the mindful living guide You're very welcome to this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide. I have the pleasure of another amazing guest, uh, Donna Bacon, who I met many years ago uh, mm-hmm. at a beautiful uh, meditation session in the Hilatara. Donna is a holistic psychotherapist and she's also the founder of Sensitively Strong, a community for sensitive people. And I am fascinated to hear more about this beautiful community and welcome Donna to the Mindful Living Show. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. I'm so, so glad to be here. Oh, it's great. And we're literally just saying that um, the two of us have kind of said, right, I'm not going to prepare too much. I'm just going to have a good chat yeah. and uh, <laughs> see what comes up. Um, so listen, for, for the people who don't know you, can you give me just a, a, quick, a quick background to yourself? Um, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Um, uh, where do I start, Stephen? <laughs> 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 I know I'm I'm um do you know I I suppose I've been for as long as I can remember I've I've just loved people you know and I've kind of always had this deep kind of interest in just trying to understand people so from a very young age I was like oh, I'm trying to make sense of things going what's going on there so um where my path took me was very much just to I went and studied psychology and then I went on to clinical psychology and then I did my counseling and psychotherapy uh, training and um you know but like that along our professional journey we also have our our personal journey so you know life's happening and I'm learning as I'm going and then I have two wonderful kids who keep me on my toes (laughs) and you know teach me along the way and um and then just following my heart it's kind of like what we were saying about just trusting it's like yeah life keeps showing me where I need to be going and I'm just kind of trusting as I go so my my work and my personal life are kind of going hand in hand they're they're evolving and they're unpacking over the years um and I'm just yeah just trying to do what I can to um yeah to follow my heart and be true to myself in in what I do you know so yeah fantastic and yeah it's could I ask where the interest came um towards kind of helping sensitive people is and actually before I ask that is there a difference between empaths and sensitive people or are they people on the same journey they can be yeah I mean if if you go into the kind of so Dr Elaine Aaron is and the pioneer of this um, idea of of the the highly sensitive person or the high sensitivity trait Um, and she would say that there is a difference but I mean I I don't want to kind of put people into boxes too much it's kind of I try and just connect with the person who's there with me and and their experience and sometimes it can help to say 
I'm an empath or I'm a highly sensitive person or I I've got neurodivergency or whatever if that helps you to to be you and to understand yourself deeply then that's that's empowering it's wonderful but mm-hmm. um my experiences is that you know there's such an overlap it's like if yeah. if you're a more sensitive person you tend to be just more connected with um just the richness of life shall we say like the you know it's like you're you tend to be a deep feeler a deep thinker um you tend to kind of sense energy you know you can sense like you know when you walk into a room you go oh my god I could cut the tension with a knife you know it's like and so I think that some of us are just more um uh like connected with that we can just we can just sense it more and so I, I suppose I try to just meet the person who's in front of me and their experience rather than saying yeah. you're this or you're that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's amazing that so many people though are, are searching for answers for yeah. why do I see the world differently? You know, yes. I think it's like we're, when we're growing up in kind of a school environment, it's, it, it's very yeah. much kind of a, a team that you, you, we all should be doing a certain thing or a certain way. Yeah. And um, like, why do you think, that is, I've, I've just, I've, as we go on in life, I've, I've noticed lo- more and more that I find it more as a superpower to be different. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah. do, you, do you think mo- a lot of people out there searching for for that answers? Do you know what? You're talking my language <laughs> because <laughs> this is something that's been coming up in my life a lot recently. And it's it's been happening in layers over the years around me recognizing my own sensitivity and embracing it and not seeing it as something that's a a weakness or a flaw or anything but I think I don't think it's just people who maybe identify as highly sensitive I think it's for every human being I think all of us essentially want to be loved and accepted for who we are and we're all different in some way you know so I think it just maybe as you pointed out there it becomes a bit more obvious or maybe we can see it more for those who maybe don't go along with what society tells us we need to do or how we should be and my passion is that whoever I connect with it's like okay can we you know connect with the essence of who we are you know and it's like find the courage to be free to be who you are because we all have such unbelievable gifts and strengths and things to bring to this world and it's like rather than kind of living a life where we're kind of handed down this is what you should be or this is how you should act or sit here or dress this way it's like I think it's just finding the courage to say well this is who I am and I want to share that with the world and for me my experience in myself and and those I work with that takes a lot of courage you know so it's like trying to as you say feel it's okay to be different because we're all different we're we're, we're just who we are you know so yeah and um, if there's someone out there who is actually struggling to mm. to find themselves at that, is there any tips you could give them? I think because I was thinking about um, what you do, Stephen, and just yeah. that that mindfulness. And I think, oh, what what does that mean to me? And I was like, yeah. for me, being mindful is just staying connected, so deeply connected with yourself, like yeah. like you're you're what's happening inside what are you thinking what are you feeling what's your what's your body experiencing and how is that impacting how you are in the world so I think at a very very starting point it's like get curious like just 
stay tuned in, stay connected with your inner world, your inner experience, because I think the more we are mindful and we stay connected with deeply, deeply connected with ourselves and our experiences, then we're kind of empowered then to say, well, how am I, how am I kind of showing up in the world? How am, you know, and how is this impacting what's happening all around me? You know? So um, I think that's a really important starting point because we go through our days just sometimes on autopilot myself included (laughs) you know you know like it's just gotta get the kids to school or we gotta go to work or i gotta do you know and it just becomes very um yeah just habitual whereas we forget that there's just such a rich world inside us to understand and we can be so empowered when we start like you know look at okay what, what's that part of me showing up there why did that trigger me why am I so annoyed or why am I so irritated by that or yeah. why am I so sad about that or or why am I so happy about that so I think at a really starting point it's like just stay tuned in to yourself just try and stay tuned in as much as you can yeah I, I love that uh idea of just curiosity mm. and it's it's one of the uh the mindfulness principles that not many people talk about you talk about like non-judgment you talk about many awareness acceptance all that but I think curiosity is very important and uh, it's just kind of showing up for yourself and kind of saying hmm I'm triggered by that Mm. why am I triggered yeah and kind of just as they say peel back the onion a small bit yeah absolutely I mean that's it's funny because that was probably one of my greatest I suppose strengths and yeah. that stood to me over that's probably why I've gotten into this field it's like I'm yeah. like ooh, tell me more about that you know that's so yeah. interesting you know but what I've seen like I'm nearly 20 years in the field and what I what I've seen is that we tend to not we tend to be nearly afraid to go there or we mm-hmm. try and just you know avoid things or dismiss them or push them away and usually that's just because we've never really been given the tools to know how to be with our emotions or some of those scarier darker parts of ourselves that kind of tend to show up you know or we feel like oh god I shouldn't express it this way and you know we you know we've been so kind of shaped into what's okay and what's not okay but I think and that's why I said it it takes courage but it's you said it's just being curious and kind of going oh what's that about and and coming at it in a gentle way you know and saying oh okay what's what's that about you know (laughs) so and not being afraid of it yeah and it's 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 all creating that little gap between stimulus and response yeah and just kind of being able to put that little 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 break Mm. on it you know and the the, the pause just to kind of say yeah what's going on here you know yeah what what i've found see that's really interesting you say that because um kind of in more recent years I've I've been learning a lot around you know our nervous system and I've come to understand when we can't pause when it is such a like a it's like an instinctive reaction it's you know and then after you kind of come in and go oh my god like where did that come from or or even if we have a little bit of awareness and we're like okay no I'm gone the next time the kids do this or the next time my partner does this or the next time my friend does this I'm gonna I'm gonna like just take a breath and just you know and then we do the same old like (laughs) reaction again and I think one of the most empowering things for me on my journey is been learning about the nervous system and how so much of our thoughts and our emotions and our reactions shall we say is lives in our body lives in our nervous system and 
it's usually from experiences that we've had when we're younger okay. that is kind of stored very deeply. So sometimes it's not always a conscious thing. It's kind of yeah. an almost an automatic thing. So just for anyone out there who's kind of going, oh, I'm doing all this breathing and meditation and yeah. I'm still not being able to practice the pause. It's like sometimes it can be good to explore the nervous system and um, maybe with a therapist or, or, or even just learning or reading things just to understand that it's not necessarily your fault and kind of bringing in that little bit of compassion and saying, yeah. okay, there's something maybe a little bit deeper going on there yeah. that um, you can kind of look at and, and heal and, and work with and bring that curiosity to it. But I know we can be hard on ourselves and yeah. saying like, yeah. oh God, I just reacted or I just exploded again or I just avoided or pulled away and I didn't show up the way I wanted to in an empowered way you know mm-hmm. so and it's so it's like it, from what you're saying then if it's within your nervous system then it's it's yeah. very deep down and it's it's a subconscious trigger that's yeah. happening yeah. um how how do we counteract that yeah I think the first step is that curiosity that we were saying and just maybe being fair and recognizing, do you know what? Like, like I'll just give an ex- like a day-to-day example, even for me, yeah. like, you know, if the, if, you know, for me, it's like getting out on time or something like that. It's like, it's, I've been so conditioned, like, no, oh, you, you need to be on time, you know? So it's something that I've yeah. kind of picked up along the way. And, and if the kids were just messing or struggling or just couldn't get out, like, you know, even though I would rationally know, this is okay. You know, and I talk myself down, it's okay. You know, but I've come to understand over the years that some, there's something deep rooted in me that it was like, every time it would happen, I'd just be like, Oh my God, come on, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you know? So I'd have this big reaction. Um, even though I would be aware that, okay, I should breathe. I should pause. Yeah. And then when I kind of explored it on a, uh, on my body and my nervous system, there was a deep wound that was being triggered for me, something in me that had happened that it was like, okay, it's like my body is going into a survival response. It's trying to keep me safe. So that kind of fight or flight response or freeze or fawn, whatever our response is, it's, it's until we kind of start to give that part of us, that wounded part of us that shows, shows up, a little bit of time and love and attention yeah. and start talking to it and start working with it. Mm-hmm. You can do that yourself or you could do it with it. It's really good sometimes to do these things with a trusted therapist that, yeah. you know, who's just can do this, but the liberation then that comes and you go, ah, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's where that came from. Mm-hmm. And then um, when you're kind of soothing and regulating that part of you that shows up, you're more empowered then to, practice the pause (laughs) you know so um but I think the first point is getting curious and recognizing you know what maybe I do need to talk to someone who's trained in polyvagal theory or the nervous system because they'll be able to help me understand yeah why I'm struggling to do all this you know yeah and then then we can start that journey of forgiveness to ourselves. exactly oh exactly that's it And, and, and whoever else may have been involved as well in this situation yeah I am um, you're actually reminding me of um, when I was doing a lot of uh, training in compassion mm. and uh, there was a body scan that we uh, used to do yeah. and um, the what you'd say to each part of your body would soften yeah. and soothe yeah yeah soothe and soften uh, and you just yeah. feel that re- relaxation coming over because the, there's so much tension that we we build mm. within our body for um and I think you were kind of touching on it there about kind of like and I I I'm listening to you and I'm going, this is a carbon copy of me. 
uh, yeah. trying to get out yeah. the door and yeah. <laughs> be like just make sure everything is perfect yeah and I think I shared a quote a long time ago uh, and it, it went along the lines of uh, perfectionism is the root of all evil mm, and it's I this struggle for us all to feel like we have to have everything perfect yeah yeah and, and like yeah as you said it could be perfection for you or me it could be some some other message that's you know my friend got like but this is how you should be or this you're only okay you're only accepted you're only you're only okay in the world if you do it this way and you know so it's like when we can't or when we don't do it this deep deep shame or this deep wound comes up on us and it just it floods our system and we feel threatened in some way and even though there's not a physical bear in front of us our our nervous system is still responding in the same way as if there was some sort of a bear in there so it's it's going into that survival instinct but what you were saying there, Stephen, is that's it. It's like connecting with those wounded parts of us and soothing them, loving them, like the way we would, you know, with a child who's yeah. upset or scared. Or it's like just bring in that softness, the calmness, yeah. the compassion, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So. There's um, there's a part of uh, meditation, actually, that, that I do. Um, it's part of the training that I did with the MIPE Association mm. in the UK. And um, there's um, there's three steps to the very start of it. And one of them is where you're just basically regulating your breathing. Yeah. And it's like you're in for four, out for four. And I always imagine exactly what you just said. You're soothing yeah. a baby. Yeah. It's exact that kind of rhythm. That yeah. Just, just the, like, we're, we're so naturally able to do this to another human being especially someone like something like a vulnerable baby but the power to be actually able to do that to yourself and just to be able to give yourself just that soothing just Mm. that 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 sense of um safeness and comfort yes yeah Yeah. that that's that's essentially at the core of when you work with the nervous system it's helping your body and your whole being return to a sense of safety because it's it's as you said it's like when we're born like this is what we need to feel safe in the world and I think if, if we haven't you know for some reason maybe our caregivers did their very very best but if they weren't shown us they weren't able to show it to us and then we didn't learn so we're now adults walking around the world with these little scared parts inside us that as you said just need to be comforted and soothed and for me myself and then the people I work with that I'm so lucky to work with it's teaching ourselves to be able to to do you know to comfort and soothe yourself and then that's the most empowering thing because you feel like okay no matter what comes at me Mm. I can handle it because I believe that I have those tools inside me to return to that place of safety comfort I'm okay the world's okay I've got this you know so yeah. I, I think that's very, very powerful as well. And I literally was only talking to another guest about this uh, mm. similar thing there this morning. It's about that ability to realise there's, there's so many people that um they feel that the healing is a destination mm. and that once I do this, I will be fine and mm. I'll get to this stage where this won't happen anymore. But it's about building up those tools yeah. within yourself to realize that um there will be suffering in life yeah we will have days where we are tested but it's about having those tools and that Mm. awareness um to know that it will be okay again and like the the phrase that we say all the time is this too shall pass yeah yeah and that's it and because 
you know even personally like in the last kind of couple like months I've gone through a really really difficult time and I think if we if we try and keep the mindset and this is hard when you're when you're triggered and you're struggling and you're just in the depths of it you know you feel like oh my god just get me out of here just want this nightmare to end but I think when when we as you say when we learn these tools to support and soothe ourselves we're able to kind of keep that higher perspective okay what's this teaching me what how can I grow from this like you know as I said I've done training and I've I've been doing this for a long time and I'm still learning so much you know like we but if we stay open to that growth then it's so amazing because no matter what comes our way those challenges it's like okay there's something else here that I can learn and grow from and if I stay curious you know it's like okay what else can I um how else can I grow the the perspective you know it's it's like it's I think when we soothe our nervous system like that, mm. uh, we develop a perspective of that curiosity, of yeah. that what's happening here. Whereas when there's tension there, I yeah. I know from this this is personally yeah. really speaking <laughs> yeah. that it's it's very it's gut reaction. You know, it's, yeah. it's like um, why did they pull out in front of me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas then when when you're practicing mm. gratitude and you're practicing love yeah. and self kindness, that you come from a space of. I hope their day's going okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a totally different. That's it. And that just shows yeah. you, like, if you were talking about the nervous system, like you would say, okay, you're in like a safe and social state. So you're like, you're feeling safe, you're feeling secure. So suddenly you're able to engage with others and connect in that sense of oneness and we're all in it together. It's like, oh yeah. God, I hope you're okay. But when you're in that like triggered fight flight, you're like, oh my God, yeah. what's he doing to me? Or what's she doing? You know, it's like, oh, it's a totally different way of being in yourself yeah. and in the world so it's just so important to be able I, I think it's really important to be able to recognize when am I in that kind of soothed comfortable state and sometimes it can be really subtle Stephen sometimes it yeah. can be like I'm fine like I'm, I'm calm but actually there's a there's a there's a, there's a tension even a low yeah. grade tension in us and it just affects you know we're a bit more reactionary or everything feels a bit more urgent or has to be done or like like we were saying about getting out the door come on guys out the door now <laughs> you know I, but, I, uh, yeah. I know when my wife amanda listens back to this this episode she is going to laugh so much yeah. that, that is exactly she is as cool as a cucumber as they say oh, no. and uh whereas i'm like we have to be there we have to get out the door yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and like you said like i'm practicing this for many many years yeah, as well yeah. and it's it's i i'm recognizing all those traits in me but yeah. like that's why i practice you that, know? exactly like, they don't call exactly. it a destination they call it a practice yeah <laughs> and you're so right because i think some of these things are just so deep rooted in us that it's just going to be a, an ongoing practice you know yeah. but um the other thing is just to bring in because you had asked me about this sensitive piece like yeah. um the research has shown us that those of us who do have that um you know se- sensitivity trait or, or or more highly sensitive or a bit more empathic we do have more finely tuned nervous systems so what that means is, is that we're we're picking up and taking in so much more in our environment and then we're processing at a much thorough like the neuroscience has shown us this we we, we process it on a very very deep and thorough level so what that can mean is that because our nervous system is working harder, it can become overloaded quicker. And what that means is then we can kind of go into those more activated anxiety kind of stressed states yeah. quicker than maybe those of our partners or our friends who don't have the traits. So that's I think it's really powerful when we understand that yeah. because we're like, OK, what can I do 
in my day to help me stay as soothed and kind of regulate as I can because my brain is working harder and it is taking in so much and it's trying to you know keep me safe all the time Um, and it's as I said it's a gift but unless we understand it it can feel like an absolute burden (laughs) you know yeah just in terms of understanding actually um because I I I was reading just on on your website and your bio and talking about when you first uh discovered Dr Elaine Aaron Mm. and it was about the language to communicate yeah. uh, made a big difference. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was like uh, an aha moment because I think mm. up until then, I always saw it as like a weakness. I always felt like, okay, I would get anxious quicker or I'd feel overwhelmed quicker or, um, and, and saw, you know, it was that that was my story. That was my narrative that I had to explore. Yeah. But then when I understood that actually, this is just that I have a more finely tuned nervous system. I have a nervous system that is that actually there's a real upside. There's a real strength that I'm actually picking up. up you know, I can see in subtle body language as well. And that, that's what makes me, that's why I'm so privileged to be in the job that I do because it really helps me, you know, I pick things up and I can, and we can see patterns that yeah. people miss. But that may also means that, our brain is working really, really hard. And unless we have that downtime, like, like, as you said, like the meditation or for me, just being in nature or walking, like, unless I do that, then I'm going to see all the downsides of this trait or, or how I'm wired, whether it's the trait or not, or just, you know, we all, we're all have upsides and downsides to who we are, but unless we take care of our, what we need, of course, we're going to see those downsides. Mm-hmm. For, for me, that's the over, it's that overstimulation. It's just being overloaded. Um, and especially because we're deeply empathic, you were saying about the empath, mm-hmm. um, we tend to be really, really empathic. So we're picking up and feeling other people's emotions all the time. Like the, like our, the neuroscience has shown this as well, is that yeah. our brain actually mirrors mm-hmm. like what we see in front of us. So if someone's upset or someone's distressed or we're f- nearly sensing and feeling that on a very deep level ourselves. So you know it's that could be tiring <laughs> so it's really important to just honor that and say okay this is a wonderful thing about me but um what do i need to stay within my window of of being um you know full up and being okay and yeah. feeling not overly triggered by the world you know yeah. and one of those tools you just mentioned was nature mm. um and i'm big believer in that as well i love getting out in hikes or running and i've actually i'm trying to reinvigorate my running career at the moment (laughs) it fell apart (laughs) for a while and i'm I'm trying to get back at it but one of the things that i've noticed like i i'm live very close to Phoenix park Mm. and it was just running in nature running in like along a trail and Mm. i don't even know myself why but is it is it the oxygen is it is it the yeah. trees what is it about nature that just helps us so much yeah i and it's that the research would have shown that actually yeah that's it's it's i mean i think it helps everyone i mean I, obviously i was understanding it in terms of the highly sensitive piece but mm-hmm. what i came to understand as well is um actually there's an amazing lady called um alison davies i've learned loads from her she's um she's a listeners check her out she's she's yeah. phenomenal but she um she she uh, was saying about how nature is like in terms of our brain and our nervous system it's like you know the, the most 
primitive oldest parts of our brain, which is the parts that send us into those fight flight responses or um, the, like, think about how long nature's been around. Like it's been around like since the beginning of time. So when we go out into nature, it's so familiar to our nervous system. It's so like predictable. And it's like, we know it at such a deep, deep, like evolutionary level compared to say the modern society, which is like, you know, yes, it's around a long time, but like electricity and the cars and air and TV and all those things that are just um, more stimulating that our brain just um, maybe wouldn't be as used to it compared to nature, which is like, just, you know, so I think there's, it's that sense of home, that sense Mm -hmm. of, I know this, you know, it's like, oh, okay. And how nature that the pace of nature it's predictable and and with predictability comes a sense of safety for our brain yeah. so and um, i remember her talking about that and going oh that makes so much sense yeah, yeah. and that, that ability just to switch off because I, I know i've i've uh, teenagers and um mm. they're just impacted so much on a daily basis by so much information yeah. yes and um just that ability just to just to switch off and just yeah. leave the phone at home and yeah. not not be triggered and it, like triggers aren't always a negative thing either exactly like you you could have a, a dopamine hit which is yeah. a, pos- a positive trigger that you're getting and i know i <laughs> i had to switch off uh tiktok because uh, yeah. i was curious about tiktok because my daughter was uh yeah. loves it and uses it a lot and uh but i found that the algorithms are so mm. fine-tuned at given you exactly what you love to see yeah that i was like constantly just going oh yeah isn't that amazing isn't that yeah and it's you, you could you could be on it for so long and you're <gasps> getting hit with all those stimulants mm-hmm. that sometimes you just need to like get out in nature and yeah just, just relax yeah, yeah. and so, and and I, I love that you said that because i think that's just it's become part of our life you know like we're on yeah. our phones and i said it's not that it's a bad thing but um, I th- where I see it can be a challenge, myself included, like, you know, when you're on the phone or you're kind of everything is at a, a faster pace, you know, um, that when you do go to maybe go to nature or sit down and just just be, it can feel really uncomfortable yeah. because our nervous systems are like they're like they've become accustomed to go, 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 yeah. do, 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 do. And the mind is gone. And it's like to actually slow down and let, as I say, let that kind of let the dust settle. Yeah. That's not always comfortable. It's actually like, oh God, no, no, yeah. get me out of here. You know, because there's this urge in our nervous system to, to do, to go to. So that's why it's when we understand that and we learn about why that's happening, we can try and work with that and yeah. work with the body and to kind of say, okay, how can I, be patient and compassionate and just learn the different and the more tools we have the better because what works on one day is not going to work another day so for me sometimes you know just if I've been going 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 and I know that really activates my system just sitting down trying to meditate can can be really uncomfortable so sometimes like just going for a walk and being mind like a mindful walk or something can be a good um stepping stone to being able to sometimes we nearly have to get rid of that excess adrenaline in our bodies through gentle exercise or something. And then you're kind of at a much more grounded state that you can 
sit and and be quiet or whatever it is yeah yeah or or even just take our shoes off and walk in grass yes you know? i love that i love just, that just grounding herself absolutely i know um my good friend helen colgan is a oh she's yep. amazing she has taught me so much about barefoot walking and oh yeah I and love she's it. actually coming on the show in oh, a couple really? of weeks time as well uh, i i did a, an interview with her um at the end of last year actually uh we had a great chat yes. and uh yeah we, i'm really looking forward to it because uh I'll, I'll i'll leave the story about how we met yeah uh, until then i think you know it about you, I kind of, it's brilliant yeah it's i brilliant. need to talk with this guy but um yeah no we'll leave that for another day but we're all, it, as you said we're all learning from each other aren't we we're all teaching each other you know yeah, yeah. but I, I think it, it goes back to what we start near the start about like it's about being in tune with your your core values yes. and yeah. when you start operating from that kind of point of view like it's it's like when you you walk into a room and like you said you can tell the tension you can tell that yeah. but you can also tell the positivity and you can see yes. somebody who is just glowing just absolutely, absolutely glowing from the inside out yeah and uh yeah. it's a it's a beautiful thing to 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 see mm. um i absolutely i'm loving this conversation <laughs> and i don't want it to end but yeah. i do have to ask you a question that i love asking all of our listeners because yeah. every time i ask this question every single person has a different approach to it and mm-hmm. it's about mindful living mm-hmm. and uh, so donna if i if i say the term mindful living to you mm-hmm. what does it mean in your life for me in my life because i would have probably before i would have been hard on myself going oh, am i being mindful you know am i saying and I've come to understand my sense of mindful living is like what I was saying to you before, it's, it's staying deeply connected to myself. So really staying connected with what's happening inside me. What am I thinking? What am I feeling? What's going on inside my body? And the more deeply connected I can be with myself, I'm more able to be more deeply present and connected with the world around me. Um, so mindful living for me is, that relationship with myself it's like okay how can I stay connected with me yeah, yeah. wow powerful powerful that if any actually because people are going to be listening here and they want they'll, they'll want to connect to you they want to talk to you and I'm sure mm-hmm. I have a lot of listeners who are on the same wavelength and they may seem like do you know what I actually am a sensitive person mm-hmm. how could they connect with you yeah well uh, you know go onto my website um sensitivelystrong.com um i'm on instagram i think it's donna bacon underscore sensitively strong if i've got that right <laughs> uh, and facebook you know or you know so just yeah reach out i'm yeah. i'm there and um, happy to chat and um yeah connected to you well what i do is uh when i put all the show notes together on the page i yeah. will have a link at the top of this podcast and uh people will be able to link in there and contact you and uh I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. And uh, from the very start, we kind of said, let's just see where the conversation yeah. flows and where yeah. it goes. And uh, I absolutely really loved Aww. chatting to you. And um, it's um, I really hope that this this conversation opens up conversations for other people yeah. and uh, to realize yeah. that those sensitivities inside them, mm. those uh, the empathic nature that they have, it's a superpower. You yeah. know, and once we embrace that, we can really have a great time. Yeah, me too, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so so wonderful. Like that, I just I knew I'd co- we'd connect and we just see where it takes us. So thank you for <laughs> you're very for being welcome. You and yeah, yeah, Donna, thank you so much for being on yeah. the Mindful Living Guide. 
So as you can tell, I absolutely loved chatting away to Donna. She is just a beautiful, beautiful soul to chat to. And I really hope you got something from it. Um, she's an amazing person and she's really, really great at helping people. And um, if you feel like you want to reach out to her, please, by all means, reach out to her. And uh, listen, thanks a million for supporting the show. As always, uh, please share, share, share. It just really, really helps to get the conversation out there and uh, for people that really need to hear it. Um, also, if you're on Spotify or on Apple, I'd really love a review. And it would really, really help the show to go up the rankings if, uh, if we get a few positive reviews. And uh, I really hope you, it will be a positive review that you've enjoyed uh, the conversations that we shared. And it's made a little difference to your day. And whether it's a walk or whether you're sitting down with a cup of tea listening to this. I really hope it has uh, brought some positivity into your day. So we'll be back again with some more great guests. And just sharing the, um, the importance of life and how mindfulness can help us in our everyday life. I'm Stephen Downey and this has been the Mindful Living Guide.